Welcome, everybody. This is the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast brought to you by 5280 Sports Network and Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter at S-D-R-O-T-A-R because nobody knows how to spell Drotar. It's fine. I'm not remotely <laughs> offended. With me, as he often is, is Ryan Green. Follow him at R-G Mile High. And this is brought to you, as it always is, by Tap 14, Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado spirits. I haven't been there in a week, and I'm actually, I feel like my skin You're itching, is, yeah. yeah. my skin is itching. I'm sweating yeah. a little bit because yeah. it is Colorado's best sports bar. The rooftop is on top of Haters & Co. You can get there, and literally, I've walked it two minutes from the entrance at home plate from, uh, from Coors Field. You can be right at the top, enjoy the Colorado sun, and enjoy all the food and drink the Tap 14 has to offer. Check them out for yourself at tap14.com. Spell out the number tap14.com. Uh, Ryan, we've we've been doing this all year. I've been doing it all year. You've stopped in for more than a few of them. Yes. And now we're down to a dozen. Dozen. Are you saying you're going to miss this? Left. <laughs> I am. I am going to miss it. I, I I won't miss doing the uh, the wild card one that I think we have a very good chance Ooh. of getting to. Now, right. the Rockies 12 games left in the season, a two game lead over the Brewers and a four-and-a-half game lead over the Cardinals for the final wildcard spot. Those are the only two teams that matter. The Marlins are 12 behind. I am yeah. less than inclined to believe the Marlins go on a 12-game winning streak yeah. and the Rockies go on a 12-game losing streak. So it's the Brewers and the Cards. The Cards fell back after getting swept this weekend. Brewers are within two after winning on Monday, a travel day for the Rockies. Now the Rockies start that final stretch. They're off to California. They're in San Francisco for a pair against the Giants, an abbreviated two-game series before they go out for four on San Diego. They have six on the road. Then they will finish with six at home. Now, if the Rockies, let's just do the simple math. If the Rockies win seven out of the 12, one game over 500, that means the Brewers have to go nine and three just to tie 10 and two to pass them. Dang. So it seems like if the Rockies can just get it done, a seven and five record gives them an outstanding chance of making it. Eight and four makes it really, really tough for the Brewers. <laughs> as far as your just gut instinct, what do they do in these final 12? You think they get seven wins, eight wins, or are you nervous that something else happens with that road trip? No, I think they get the seven, uh, but. I think it's going to be still a nail biter. Like I think it's just going to be sitting on edge because again, this is you know this isn't normal Rocky seasons in terms of wild card hopes. Usually they arrive and and you think oh they can do it back in like in July. This team has been good since April, so it's been really a really long year for Rockies fans. You know, they've had this good team, and now they've just basically had to wait to see if, okay, well, can they just still be good until this point to where we can hopefully just get on a run in the playoffs. I think they're going to do it. I think that not so much that I, – I, well, one, first and foremost, they have a very – generous schedule the Rockies do I mean again you, you it's pretty go good. to the Giants then you play the Padres then you play the Dodgers who or Marlins who like you said may aren't in the hunt really yeah. unless they go on some incredible tear but we'll see what well, they get the Marlins lose one more game and that's that right so but <laughs> so. but 
all in all, I would think the Marlins would give you the most effort out of any team that they're playing because, again, the, the Dodgers, you, you throw a Kershaw out there before the playoffs. I don't think that's Yeah, Clayton possible. Kershaw, by the way, is scheduled to start the season finale on October 1st. Is it in L.A.? It is in ah, L.A. No, 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 Guarantee no, no, no. you that is not going no to happen. No so way. that they will start uh, tweaking a little bit. For the first time, you think about the Dodgers, the Rockies pursuing them miles behind because of the uh, extraordinary yeah. performance of the Dodgers all year. But it actually may end up working out for them at the end because the Dodgers by then may have clinched everything, home field advantage throughout the NL playoffs. And, and even if they are starting their normal rotation, those guys are coming in for five innings or 75 pitches, right. whichever comes first, right. winning or losing, and they're out. That's right. exactly what the Dodgers are going to do. And their lineup will be filled with a bunch of guys that, that filled up their 40-man roster, young minor league players who are going to get a little bit of experience. So the Dodgers aren't going to be uh, giving their all in this series. They're uh-huh. going to be trying to stay healthy and rest pitchers. We're giving the Rockies maybe an opportunity to get things done. So you look at it and say, all right, San Francisco, they're out. San Diego, they're out. By the time they play Miami, getting back to Colorado on the 25th, they're out. Yes. I, I, basically. Yeah. And the Dodgers aren't going to care about that particular series. Mm-hmm. So you, you take a look at that, and then you break down the Brewers' schedule, which is the one we'll take a look at right now. They... Started their series with Pittsburgh last night. As we record this on Tuesday, they're in their second game at Pittsburgh. Then they have a a long home streak of seven games. Unfortunately, four of those are against the Cubs, who have rounded into form and looked like the Cubs of last year. After the All-Star break uh, hit, whereas the Rockies had a wobbly July, the Cubs sort of woke up and went, oh, that's right, Mm -hmm. we're the defending champs. Let's start acting like it. And the Cubs have been cruising. So they're playing well. And then you have Cincinnati, a team that is out. But then... The final games of the series of the season, I apologize for the Brewers, are three on the road against the Cardinals, who could conceivably still be in the hunt. Right now, if they're not, that changes things. But that's also an organization that's very proud and is generally not going to just punt. It's not like the uh, NBA where there's some sort of draft position advantage that they can hop into. There's no lottery. Uh, the Cardinals will probably right. give them. A decent game, although even if they're out, they'll certainly play young guys as yeah, well. So but, I mean, they're they're playing the Brewers. I'm sure they'd want to win. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you'd, well, you'd like you'd like, like to finish second yeah, as opposed yeah, yeah. to even if you don't make the playoffs, or at least just first. ruin their season. Right, you get to play spoiler. Bingo. So. Uh, especially, I mean, you know, it's St. Louis and it's Milwaukee. Am I going to have to get a Cardinals hat? Is that what you're saying? There, there's a big beer rivalry there. <laughs> and, and, you know, these two cities have some uh, have some bragging rights. Yeah. So uh, that, that'll be part of it, too. But the, the Rockies' schedule seems to stack up a little bit better. However, as we know and as we watch the Rockies when they had a really bad July and a, and a really clumsy first week in August and, and not all that long ago, we talked a, a series against Arizona where it ended in embarrassing fashion in back-to-back games. Uh, these aren't give-me's no. uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Let's just look at San Francisco. Marquez goes tonight against Johnny Cueto, and then on Wednesday you get the day game. Tyler Chatwood, who is back in the rotation, will take on Matt Moore, who uh, not that long ago, if you remember him on Tampa Bay, looked like he was going to be a superstar, 5-14 and 14 this year with the Giants. Do the Rockies have to take both of these, or is this a spot where we talked about getting seven wins? You, you, you can live with the split? Uh, th- these are the two games that you just want to win. They're against the worst team in the division, so just win them. You know, worst team in the National League. In the National League. So just look here. The if you want to be a playoff team, you just have to take advantage of what's in front of you. So great. I mean, seven may be the number that they're all looking for. And like, okay, if we drop one, you know, if you drop if you drop one against the Giants, it, all right, it's not a big deal. You got a lot of games to play, but. 
But you're you, but you're leaving one on the table right, that you might not on the need table, to because right. it's the Giants. So just go out and do it. If you play, if the Rockies play with the attitude of a hungry wild card team, they should get those seven wins that we were talking about. So then if you are playing like a a team with a lot on the line, you should beat the Giants tonight. So that's why why Yes, I don't think that this will knock them out of the playoffs, but don't even leave it up to anything. Just beat the team that you're supposed to. Yeah, it also gives the opportunity. I, I agree with you completely. It is, it is not a must win yeah. because they're not going to be eliminated if they don't. But it, it's these are the times that if you're going to be serious as a playoff team, if you're going to consider yourself uh, a playoff caliber team that can not only make the wild card, but maybe win that game and then make some right. noise in the division series, these are teams you have to beat. Uh-huh. And I know you're, you're in... in the Bay Area, and I know that can be a tough place to play, and I know that the Giants are proud, and they're not going to roll over for you. They'd like to spoil your year oh, as yeah. well. But at, at the same time, these are these are games you have to get and put the pressure on the Brewers. Every game the Rockies win, with only 12 left and two the two-game lead. Two-game lead is not, by in any way, shape, or form, insurmountable. Mm-hmm. But if you keep it a two-game lead... Let's say that the, the Brewers win the next two, but the Rockies win the next two. Now it's a two-game lead with ten games. Right. The calculus becomes very, very challenging yes. for the Brewers. And the more pressure you can put on them, it helps. These are professional athletes, but baseball, pressure is a real thing. These mm. games are all happening in real time. There's a reason there's a visiting scoreboard, scoreboard right, right. in every hit in every ballpark <laughs> in America. Because you can watch it happening in your dugout and go, up. Uh, oh, Oh, okay, oh Brewers just scored a run. Guys, we better get one. We yep. don't want to drop that. So that pressure ratchets up uh, game after game. There's reasons to be very optimistic when you look at uh, guys who have played uh, more than 10 games in this month. Let me give you the four leaders in batting average. All right. Charlie Blackman is fourth with a batting average of 270. DJ LeMahieu is third, batting average of 313 on the month. Second, Nolan Arenado wow. hitting 345. Number one. Welcome back, Carlos Gonzalez. Hey. Hitting 388 in NL? September. And this is this is in September for the Ooh. for the Rockies at this point. Uh, five home runs, 13 RBI for Cargo. The five home run leads the team. And guess what? We've talked about the challenges with strikeout to walk ratio. Gonzalez has 10 walks this week, or this month so far in 15 games. Arenado 13 in 17 games. Uh, and by the way, Carlos is also out slugging. And has a better uh, on-base percentage and OPS than Arenado, like I said, who's wow. also hitting 345 on the month. Cargo is back. And whether this is the uh, last run of his career, it simply could not have come at a better time. Absolutely. Uh, this is what, and I think a lot of people were talking about it during the, the slump after the All-Star break, where it's like, all right, but if Carlos Gonzalez can get back on track, this team will at least steady itself. And I, that's what we've seen. I mean, Carlos Gonzalez, I don't know what he did, whether it was just he just was more patient. He stopped trying to hit him out of the park. I think I think during his slump, he was really trying to get that one home run to get him back into being Carlos Gonzalez. And I think they were just patient. I, I think you needed to be patient with him this year. But you're absolutely right. His September has been on fire. And if we can get the Carlos Gonzalez of old at this point, heading into the wild card, I mean, that's... It's really all you can ask for. For someone to be hitting better than Nolan, that's really that, yeah. that's something you want. Yeah, when Nolan's on hitting team. almost three fifty, right? That's insane. <laughs> yeah, Cargo is almost at four hundred uh, on the month of, of September. And yeah, small sample size. I get it. They, they've only played through about half the month here, but a little more than half. But 
the, the returns have been very, very good. So the Rockies' offense seems to generally be rounding into form, but there are the, the blips, as we talked about, the Arizona uh, finale, and then the, yeah. the game on Sunday. I'm willing to take the game on Sunday. The Rockies lost 4-3 in that game. The rain delay. The rain delay. John Gray was out absolutely yeah. dealing. Yeah, the, yeah, the rain yeah. delay took an hour and a half. And you can't put Gray back in the game there. Mm-hmm. San Diego comes back, and, and almost in a bizarre fashion, the local media in Denver, if you're listening to this somewhere else, and I know we do have listeners somewhere else, really, actually, uh, all around the globe. I appreciate that. Uh, the local media in Denver was panicking, saying, oh, no, Greg Holland again. Look, Holland didn't have a great ninth inning. No. But they got the winning run on a suicide squeeze in which Holland actually made a brilliant play to field the ball, play. scoop it, and tag him just, in time. But on the collision, right. uh, the ball came out. That happens. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, no, Greg Holland, no, for not being absolutely. able to uh, to handle your diving collision at the plate. I, I mean, if you look at the play, I, I think he makes that at least five out of ten times. It, it just it, it looked like he and it scooped been, it. If he, he, if he it. doesn't drop that, that's the highlight in baseball right. that night. Absolutely. Is a closer leaping off the mound yes. to tag a guy. Uh, he's like Holland's got. I think he looks to me to be fatigued as as the season comes mm-hmm. down. I get that. I also expected that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's thirty one years old, and more importantly, he's coming off of Tommy John surgery. But but I think that the challenges that that appeared that made everyone nervous were primarily fallout from the the injury of his uh, finger when he cut yes. the finger. We talked about how the ERA. I mean, and here's here's why. Let's go by months. 1.50 ERA in April, 1.17 in May, 1.69 in June, 2.25 in July, August 1350. It was a disaster. Yeah. There's no way around it. But we also talked about the fact that he had been injured. September, even after that loss, his ERA sits at 1.29. So I, I think for the Rockies, there's no reason at this point to freak out about Greg Holland. Is he a guy that, that, that closes games like Mariano Rivera did where – Three guys come up and three guys strike out? No. But guess what? Most closers aren't. Yes. So I think for the Rockies, he's rounding into form. It's also exciting that John Gray has been looking uh, as, as good, again, as he has all year and maybe as good as he's looked as a pro. Yeah. I, I think, again, I think it's the the credit that, that the Rockies and, and players built in the early season that fans are still expecting now. And that was Holland. I mean, 30 for what? He started with 30 straight? And so when you give up what you had after the All-Star break, then that's all people are remembering. You're like, oh, no, he's not as good as we all thought he was. Now he's going to have a disaster. So when you have, again, it's not like he walked four straights and, and gave San Diego the, or, yeah, San Diego the winning run. It, it was he was pitching. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, that's just he, there was, was there was a walk. He had the leadoff walk, yeah. and then the, there was a hit. But this is a guy that does pitch to a certain extent to contact. He's not yes. a guy that comes in at 99 and strikes everybody out. Uh, in the end result, look, if in all but one month of the year the guy's ERA has been over in has been over two ones, right, 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 and then once <laughs> over two and a quarter, yeah. you probably should just go ahead and, and relax a little bit. So uh, closers get such a small sample size that I think people maybe take the the, the moments and right. and it, exaggerate. He Absolutely. has forty saves on the year. I think you're probably pretty happy with that. He's definitely the best closer on this team. And oh. he should be out there in every save situation. Arguably, you could make the argument that he might be the best closer the Rockies have ever had. Ooh. And he's pitched less than Take that, season. Houston Street. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, don't bring up Houston. Oh. 
All I can think of is uh, the so street in the Philadelphia Phillies. That's yeah, yeah, all yeah. I can think about. Yeah. I, oh, I'm so angry. See, it could be worse, right Rockies so fans. So angry. You see where we've right ca- see how far we've come. Oh. <laughs> now, interesting too, when you look how how this comes down over the course of the the break, the, the Rockies have now reinserted Tyler Chatwood and Tyler Anderson back into the rotation. Uh, the nice thing is they've responded very well. Again, reasonably small sample size, uh, only two games pitched for Anderson and four games pitched for Chatwood in the month. But Anderson here is walking around with, oh, an ERA of zero in his 10 innings what? pitched and struck out seven during that span, and he's 2-0. and oh. uh, Tyler Chatwood, who had such a disastrous, really, the, the season's been something of a mess. But here we are in September, 14 innings pitched. Yes, still giving too many hits, 14 hits. Probably too many walks, six, but striking out 12. His ERA on those uh, four games of the year, a .63. So it yeah. seems all of a sudden that the Rockies have a rotation that is a little more of what they envisioned coming into the season. You have Gray, you have Anderson, you have Chatwood, you have Bettis, and you have Freeland coming up. So mm-hmm. that's that's a, at the moment where they stand. Maybe in Chad Bettis's case, that situation, we'll need to see something better. He had a disastrous game With that uh, against Arizona, and you do wonder, after rushing him back from the testicular cancer, if, if maybe the Rockies have rushed and maybe he hasn't regained all his strength. But the nice thing is, all of a sudden, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You have Herman Marquez. Right. You have Antonio Senzatella, if you need to. You have Jeff Hoffman still sitting around down there. In, in the, I mean, the, the Rockies have I about Jeff Hoffman. options. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Rockies have <laughs> options that they, could, they can go to in this case. So, uh, you don't want to get too bullish. We don't want to get all cheerleader on you because we, we've seen this happen before. But it, in truth, the, the Rockies' four best offensive players are playing like the Rockies' four best offensive players. The pitcher they expected to be an ace is pitching like an ace. Their closer is by and large back to pitching as well as he has all year. And the Rockies' starting rotation is healthier than it's been at any point. Now, it feels like it's just about getting it done. So let's flip to the other side. Oh, boy. Let's go into hypotheticals. Okay. All those things I said that look great for the Rockies, right? I mean, everything. It, it's it's uh-huh. This is all in front of them. Uh-huh. They're in as good a spot team-wise as they've been all season long. They have an easier schedule mm-hmm. than the, the two teams chasing them. They play only one winning team for the remainder of the season. Right. What would it mean if the Rockies managed to find a way to blow this? Is it a is it a blip? Is it this team needs to learn to win? Oh, I'm gonna still say it's a blip. I I get that it would be it would be an extreme disappointment, and I think there would be no no one you know more disappointed than the players. I mean, they have had especially Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman. You know, yeah, they, both they, MVP candidates. Right. right. So like, I, I mean, if you have those two, like. You should be able to get in, but at the same time, like this team hasn't been in the situation. So I, not I'm for a long time right, not since two thousand nine, basically. Exactly. Right. So I can't fault them for not knowing really how to handle themselves during a really tight wild card run. They've never had the lead in the wild card. They've always, they've usually just been chasing. So for many of these players. This is, or, or at least for this team as a collective, this is a new situation. So I'm not going to fault them in, in not knowing the, how to handle that situation. But you're absolutely right. It would be an extreme disappointment. And it would really be a, a it would make this year so it. much worse than it. it was. It would be a choke job. 
It would be, yeah, they would choke, and, absolutely. And how long has it been since the Rockies have been good enough that you could actually <laughs> right. even say but, they could yeah. choke? It's not even is, generally a possibility. This choke job would be like a child with a small toy. Like, yes, they, they, they choked, but... You, you shouldn't have left them with right, the, right, the little toy right. in the room. Right. Exactly. So, yes, it, it would be, again, an extreme disappointment, and I don't think anyone would feel good about this year, and I think it could e- even affect next year, but I wouldn't hold it against them. I would say, well, yeah, they, this is new. It would be difficult to overstate how valuable Bud Black has been to the Rockies, especially oh, following no Walt Weiss. But this this next couple weeks, this is why they have it. Right. This exactly. is the one keeping the guys up day after day, trying to avoid scoreboard watching. Let them know, I know, you're playing the, the, the Giants. They're making tea times. I get it. Do not relax. Bury them. Uh-huh. Knock them out early. Bury them. Go into San Diego. Do the same thing. This is a guy that has done that, knows how to do that, and, and in an interesting piece of, of sort of coincidence, I'm not going to say irony, coincidence, remember, Rocktober, which was 10 years ago, the, mm-hmm. the 2007 run in September, the Rockies fortunately have put themselves in a position where they don't need to do that sort of thing. When they beat the San Diego Padres, the manager of that team, Bud Black. Oh, one Bud Black. And, and he was actually uh, interviewed the other day about Rocktober and said Matt Holiday didn't touch home plate. Yeah, so, yeah, he did. So, but, uh, <laughs> but you're right. This is, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not critiquing Bud Black here in any way, but I have seen him play the, the Papa Bear role this year more than I've seen the aggressive manager. Now this is kind of the time where I do want to see the aggressive manager. I like that he doesn't freak out. I like that he knows that this is baseball and, and, and games usually don't come, or things don't come down to one game. He has done a great job of keeping the team focused on the bigger. Steady, yes. Yeah, he fo- he's steady. a guy, basically his argument in a nutshell is, guys, I'll focus on the bigger picture. Uh-huh. You worry about today. Right. And that's been the right mindset. Uh-huh. But he's going to have to do it again, but at the yes. same time, guys, we do need to win today. Right, we do need to win today. I just want, and, and you don't, you know, I don't have to, like, even see it in post-game or pre-game press conferences, but I, I just want to know that he's giving that sense of urgency, saying, look, I've been saying that this year is a long year, all that stuff. All right, great, we've got 12 games left, and we're two ahead, and we've got the worst team in our division who, you know, have to, like you said, they're focused on tee times. Let's, let's just win it. Let's not... Stick around. Let's win it. This is the kind of stuff that the the if you're a manager, you can do that now because yes, there are a lot of young players on the Rockies, especially in the pitching. But now most of them, because of the injury situation, have been with you all year. Yeah. So now when you go to these guys, say, look, you've been around now a couple times. You know what the major leagues are like. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to let's put go. the hammer down, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not going to baby you anymore. It's time to step up and let's take this spot. Uh, not back into it, not wait for the Brewers to lose games. Let's just go ahead and take it from them. So this is uh, probably the most exciting couple weeks of baseball that the Rockies have had in in nearly a decade. The Broncos game against the Bills, come on. I am too, I am too. And and the nice thing about baseball especially is, hey, unlike football, I don't have to wait a week for a game. These will be happening all the time. Uh, The Rockies start out again, as we said, tonight against the San Francisco Giants. And then we're talking about no days off, by the way, until September 28th. Oh, wow. So enjoy the uh, the excitement. Enjoy the pressure. We will be with you on that checking in. We'll probably check in with you again uh, later this week as the weekend series for the, uh, the uh, Padres uh, kicks into gear. And we'll check in because, look, hey, you can start scoreboard watching and all the time. If you are scoreboard watching, 
great place to do it is Tap 14 there because, you know, go. multiple TVs. Multiple TVs. You can watch all the games multiple at once. Beers. They will have it there. Yeah, and depending on the day, sometimes you need one and sometimes you need more than one. <laughs> and that's the place to have it because it is the place for Colorado beers. 70 Colorado beers, 100 distilled Colorado spirits. I haven't even had a chance to get through that list, which looks delicious because there are so many beers. <sighs> And they rotate them. So it's really more than 70. Right. Because then there's a whole bunch of new ones every month. So even if you've, you've taken our advice and you've gone to Tap 14 uh, over the summer, good for you. I'm sure you enjoyed it. They have all sorts of new stuff already. So make sure you stop in before the Rockies game, after the Rockies game. They're not even coming back to town until next Monday. So you're going to be watching those things on TV unless, I mean, unless you have... You know, you know, Learjet, I guess. And right. listening to this podcast at, at, at 20,000 feet on, on the way to go catch the Giants game tonight. And if so, good for you. Yeah. Can you adopt us? Yeah, or at least just be friends with us. Yeah, at least, at least be friends. Damn. Exactly. But make sure you check them out. 1920 Blake Street. Uh, they have sponsored this all year. They are in. They are fans. They're with the Rockies just like you are. And these final dozen games are going to be an absolute blast. Uh, hopefully they will culminate in the first playoff game for the Colorado Rockies in eight seasons. So, for Ryan Green, RG Mile High on Twitter, my name is Sean Drotar, that's S. Drotar on Twitter. Thank you for listening here. Mile High Sports, 5280 Sports Network production.